for centuries. We've been warned about little green men. Now, they are coming. They're coming for you. Run. But first, shut your windows. Hide your apples. Prepare for the attack of the android. And now, your host and the human leader of the android underground, Matt Lee. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Tuesday, November 6, 2012, episode number 59 of Attack of the Androids. Every week, right here on attackoftheandroids.com slash live. Check us out. I'm Matt Lee, joined tonight to these two dudes, just a couple of us, because everyone else is, what, out voting? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Joey <laughs> Kelly, what's up, man? Good evening, folks. It is a quiet night up here in Maine and very cold, 28 and a half degrees, according to the outside thermometer. It's coming. It was like 50 here yesterday, and now it's starting. Snow's coming. Winter is coming. All right, yeah. and we got we Shane. We had snow yesterday. Shane Brady. What's up, Shane? Not too much, and if you're listening to us from the West Coast, please go out and vote for Gary Johnson. <laughs> Gary Johnson, 2012. <laughs> oh, last ditch effort. Shane, the only kid out there holding the sign, just like, please change. Why don't you just ask him to vote for Charlie Brown while you're at it? You know what's funny? Every time I, I think of, of elections and everything, and now because I'm an avid South Park uh, fan, watcher, whatever, uh, I just think of that that scene where they're all out there partying, and Stan's dad's out there like, "Oh, Baba!" They all just are drunk and singing, just wrecking everything. I don't know. I I always think of that now when, whenever I think of elections. But uh, let's not talk too much about elections. I did. Did you guys see? I I just want to bring this up just real quick. Uh, that those articles on I think was it Gizmodo about the election machine that wouldn't let you vote for Obama or something. Like it was somebody trying to hit the button for Obama, and it like just wouldn't let them. It was like, yeah, nope. It ended up just having to be a screen calibration. Well, of course. I mean, I just thought it was but funny because it happened I, a few times, apparently, not just. The yeah, and, and then uh, out in New Mexico, it happened the opposite case: trying to vote for Mitt Romney, vote for Obama. But I think there's actually um, the Android angle. I think would be that. Instead of all these companies trying to re, you know write their own operating systems and blah 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 and closed source, I've always thought, and I think Android is a perfect operating system, is that all our election software should be open sourced. Sure, that transparent, should, it's open, right? So that everyone can hammer on it, make sure that no one's cheating. And I think the most the most mature operating system built for touch screens is Android. So I, I, in the last couple, especially uh, uh, especially Ice Cream Sandwich and Beyond, I think would make a great um, OS for voting machines. Well, and aside from that, just what if you could use your phone to do that? It, your phone uh, knows who uh, you are. Your phone, <laughs> I mean, is that, I, that, of course, that opens up all sorts of, of what ifs, but it seems like Everyone that has one, if you wanted to do it that way, you could easily do it, especially if the interface was. Because this fill in the dot thing. I mean, come on. Really? No, no, I, I prefer still... that. I actually am not a fan of the 100% touchscreen. I think uh, the old Scantron system, fill in the dot and send it through a scanner, is the best. Well, that's but... the best. I mean, if you get into like other countries making the chips that go into these machines and then what backdoors are in the chip, I mean, you can get into a whole bunch of what ifs and everything. But, but I just, I just find it interesting that we have, you know, Android phones. I mean, there's more. The number of voting machines you would need is significantly less than the number of Android phones out there, and you don't have millions of people having trouble with button locations in Android. And yet, these these uh, companies that make the uh, voting machines aren't. Tech, I mean, um, that's a good point, right? The one thing that these machines do, and it's like some of them. I mean, shouldn't that be a hundred percent every time? Like, have you ever calibrated your screen on your Droid or on your GNX or anything? Like, I've never done that. You, you used, to, you used to do that with Palm OS with the uh, little digitizer? Yeah, do you remember? Yeah. I can do that on my HP tablet laptop here, my pavilion. If you, you go to each corner with yeah. it, and it still sucks. <laughs> yeah, it's still, still terrible. But it is amazing that uh, I just don't think these election companies, they didn't they came from making mechanical 
uh, machines, and then work with the software. And I think I think Android should be the election software. It's open source. It's free. Anybody can see it, and it works. It could be hardened and locked down. Plus, it's based on a very long running, you know, well known system. It's not While like... we're on the subject, um, those of you that watch or listen to Security Now podcast, I would reference episode 211 back on August 27th of 2009, where a bunch of researchers were able to compromise yeah. drastically a voting machine, an electronic voting machine that is still in use in the U.S. That was a good episode. I actually remember that because of that. Yeah, yeah but, but but those those stories are fine, except that in security, if you have physical possession of the device, you have no security. All bets are and off. So, yeah, right, and that's exactly how it's voting machines. Um, what we need in elections uh, is to not have. And I don't want me to offend the old church lady audience we have for attacking the androids, but uh, non-technical people trying to handle these technical machines. Um, you know, it's, it's when I was at my district voting place, all of those ladies had Android devices. Okay. Are you serious? (laughs) No, I don't know. They did. It would probably be more weird if, if you went in there and it was just all these old ladies and they each had like a galaxy Nexus, just something on the table. It it seemed like they were kind of little little Android beam, get their contact. Yeah. Right. Like a little bump. Just, Oh, excuse me. (laughs) Uh, no, it seemed like they were very like you know cell phones off and and all that. But oh yeah, actually that's actually a law in a lot of places. Did you see the article about it being illegal or is it illegal to Instagram your voting? So thing? my wife found a link uh, that listed the state laws in every state, and it doesn't. Most some states it doesn't say anything specific about the technology, but it's like you can't show your ballot to somebody else, right? Which I mean, is that the very definition of Instagramming your ballot? Is like, here, look at this. Yeah, I don't really know that. This, how would I don't you? Really know what. How would you do that though? Like, I I thought about doing it here, but you're. It's not like you're in a like a a bathroom stall or anything. It's just. It's like at the DMV. It's just. I mean, you guys know what it looks like. But some places, I guess, have booths. I don't. I don't yeah, like we actual get, we're, we're fully, surrounded. So you're fully in, up here. You're fully enclosed, yeah. though. It's not just a yes, like a yeah. stall. Like I'm peeing next to you, or <laughs> it's kind of like that. Uh, it's weird. Except you can't peek over. Don't look at my phone. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but my so my wife took a few pictures of her ballot. I don't know if she's posted them or not, but uh, she wanted to uh, post what she, who she voted for. It is interesting when we talk about where technology is going and how how you can apply technology to things that we do all the time but haven't had any real innovation to them. And th- this is kind of one thing. I mean, it's slowly kind of. We're not, like, writing them down and putting them in a hat or anything anymore. But, it, you know, it's it's uh, still... Some it, places it it's, was, some places yeah. it's still like that. Maybe you are. Okay, pass it around, and we're going to pick a name. And all right. But it's, it does seem like that with the technology we have, and especially maybe it's just because of my age now and the last election and maybe the one before that, but probably not so much that one. But it seems like in the tech world, there's a lot more association between the two. There's a lot of tech people covering this stuff, covering the tech aspect of it. Google, and I'll mention if you guys are on uh, Android phones, if you have Google now, pull that up and say Google and then say election results. And it pops you up this nice, easy to see graph. Or It's not really a graph. It's more of a, it's like a little short mini infographic of who's winning. And it's updated like as soon as you pull it, it goes to the AP, I guess, is where mine said it was getting it from. And it's really cool. And and the more technology, I mean, what is the election? And I, I said we weren't going to talk about this, but this is kind of interesting, I think. But, I mean, it's just trying to collect data points, right? And it, it seems like there would be much better and more innovative ways to do it. And maybe you don't want it innovative. Maybe you want the bare minimum of it to work so that the system is simple so that it doesn't break down. But I, I don't know. Well, right, because you... You're right in the sense you don't you typically in software the simplest solution is you you know for something like this is the most hardened solution right but it seems like these voting machines 
you think after four years, it shouldn't take four years to get something that, that just works in voting. Uh, so I still think these companies are getting it done. And I, I wonder if there's not a Kickstarter program out there uh, to build an election machine based on Android that's open and transparent and, you know, and secure and all that. That would be key. That I mean, even WebOS. I mean, do do it with something like that. As long as it's open and people can take a look at the insides and how it's doing, make sure it's clean, make sure it's doing what it's supposed to do, nothing more, nothing less. Uh, yeah. I mean, there there's a lot of choices. Code it up in HTML5. I mean, you know, you could maybe maybe not that, but you know, there there's a lot of choices other than what's being done but it seems like maybe there's some and this is going too far down that path but you know that they don't want to change it they like the people that are making them for whatever reason you know and we saw articles about that about these this guy being tied to this company that is tied to the manufacture of this version of voting machine and is that fair is that a conflict of interest and you know it that's why i don't like this stuff yeah, well, I mean... It, we're the tech side's interesting, podcast. but yeah, the rest we're, of it... I... We're, we're doing this podcast on uh, you know, probably the most watched... I would say this particular election, but our presidential election is the most watched across the world at any one time. Um, and yeah, we, we just have these crappy these crappy voting machines, frankly, by and there's so much... Um, uh, you were talking about all the connections and all that, you know, these states, they get deals with, with they get they give deals to companies who contribute. It's all pretty corrupt. I, I'm not suggesting a conspiracy Alex <laughs> Jones style. Whoa! But I mean, you know how contracts are given out. Voting it's machines totally was an inside job. Yeah, but I was doing some going around looking for what Siri was doing for the election results, and I, I didn't see anything like people said, "Hey, you can use Siri to do this." Yeah, and I didn't search Android or anything to find that. Like, it was just one of the people in one of my random Google Plus circles just was like, whoa, did you see you could do this? And I tried it. I was like, whoa, that's pretty cool. And usually I do see stuff from Apple people, too. Like, I follow everybody like that. So usually when there's something like that, it'll pop up in my feed. And, yeah, I didn't see anything. (laughs) And I don't do it. None of us have an iPhone that we can test it with. No, I, can, I, I can call I my brother. Tomorrow. Should we, we call my brother real quick? He's got one. He's a big Apple fanboy. <laughs> well, I, well the, the angle I want for the show is, is I think Android's done a great job of being able to update Google now without having to upgrade the OS, right? They just update the Google search. I mean, you had to get it to 4.1. For well, this API. isn't a card. You're you're not saying like we had to update the new Google search to get the movie cards to get all that stuff. This is just something in Google now. It's a new return. If you say something, it returns you like this is something new there. No, which but I, they I'm update on just, their end, right? That's all their end. They can make it. They can make that functionality whatever they want. But I think it right. But there's definitely some interaction with way you can format data and send it back to. Google you could now make it to make based it, to make it look good. I'm saying is right. Siri doesn't seem that you can update it and extend it as nimble right. as you can Google now. Right, I see what you're saying. It's, it's almost like not on top of the regular search that you're getting, there's this special Google Now layer, and if what you're asking falls in that layer, you'll get that presented in a better-looking you know, visual format than just results. But if it doesn't have it in that layer, then you get the normal results. Which, yeah. yeah, and they can update that layer on the fly. You know, it's, I didn't know anything that you, if you would have said election results yesterday, like what would have told you? But you also think, though, maybe they didn't have time this time around, but in four more years, the next election, that there could be a card for it. If it knows who you are, it can check the site for your gov to see if you're registered. It can say, hey, here's your spot. You should go do this now. Or something, and it could give you the direct. It could be like a regular card. That would be kind of cool. Yeah, I think you actually see it in two years. And I don't think it'll take for the next big election cycle in two years. Um, I think you will see something, something like that. Google Now is just. It, I really like. I feel like they instead of building a product like what Siri is, is they built a framework. Right. But now they can start plugging in all the cool stuff. So and that it makes take, it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, do you, you guys did you guys all get the card update that told you how many miles you walked last month compared to this month? 
I haven't seen that because I walk a lot. But see, I never have my phone with me because it sits in the truck when I'm doing all my walking. But it, I do so, like. Well, is it, it location it, it, history? Because I, I like looking at my location history because I always see all of my different routes and stuff on there, but not actual walking, just driving. Yeah, we're not really sure how it figures out if it's because it'll detect if you walk or cycle. Now, I'm curious is is it will pick up my lawn mowing as cycling because of the speed? But did you it, have it, to start it? Did you have to say, "Hey, I'm going no. for a walk," or it just started doing this? I just suddenly got a card back saying you walk three more miles than you did last month. But where is that card? That's what I'm saying. I've never seen anything like that. In yeah, I got the I got the card last week. Really? I, mean, I don't know what to tell you. Is it just uh, in do, more cards? It's not configurable. Let's see here. It'll show. That's interesting. I, yeah, I've never seen any any card like that. The my two that I always get are you know my ETA home, and then my weather one, and then that's really it. Oh, and my calendar stuff for the shows that we do and everything. Yeah, I don't I don't know how to get it back. Maybe it's too late in the month, but we don't. I don't know how it determines what speed you're at because. I have to know if you're cycling versus walking, right? So, well, we'd have to just use the GPS to determine relative distance and speed. So, I have birthdays, concerts, photo spot nearby, which all came in the last update, right? The news update, stocks, movies, public alerts for emergencies, and then the normal ones: travel, flights, traffic, all that. And that's flights, hotels, event bookings, and that's it. I don't have anything like that. It's not a specific card. If you Google it, it'll, you can see it. Uh, like, if I just things. ask it how far have I walked today? I'll try that. I don't know what it'll do. Google. This is good to do on the show. How far have I walked today? Do on the ship how far have... What? No. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> that's cool, Google. This is why we don't do these on the show. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool though uh, and you're not using any like nike fuel band ain't nothing like that it just no i do keep my location history because um i do too I to... that's why i was wondering why i didn't have it but oh yeah yeah i, I do it to sh- or uh sometimes it'll, it'll track while i mow so it does like a big circle around my yard or i can see it'll track me walking from one end of the house to the other but that's lo- that. yeah you're talking location history though that's part of g maps isn't it or are you getting an actual Google Now card for this? It it, it generated a Google Now card. If you look for that's cool. Search for I, I want it. Google Now <laughs> walking distance. Huh? Yeah. All right. Oh, and I guess while you find that, while we're mentioning, remember last week I mentioned Beyond Pod had an update uh, a little before last week's show, <laughs> and I I love Beyond Pod, but I was saying. That that update, instead of better or worse, it, it made it worse because they removed the uh, clear feed image, clear episode image cache. So I did what you said, or what Eric said, sent him an email, and I got a response like the next day, and it was just moved. So now, if, if you guys are wondering, if you guys use this and you, you refresh that a lot, like I do every morning, you hit settings, you go into more, and then you hit the setting button again. And see, I didn't know that that would pull up this little like once you're in settings you can hit the setting button and it'll bring up another little thing and it's right there clear feed caches <laughs> i'm Which, actually having trouble with it in bluetooth really i never where, i never use it with bluetooth is it it's not it's like it's or i don't see the controls on the lock screen really i don't know if it's confused because it now i don't know if it's something to do with the notification bar interaction do you have um, yours always like if I, if I have Beyond Pod on like this, and then uh, okay, so if I ha- if I have it on like this, and then I turn it off, like as soon when I turn my phone back on, it comes up to that. But if I'm on another setting on Beyond Pod or another screen, it'll flash that, and then it'll flash the lock screen. So I don't know if maybe that's where you're having the problem. But yeah, so it, here's it, I'll, I'll just show you guys this real quick. If you go here. You this hit, is the new, oh, here's the new clock screen for, for with the new update I put in. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that after this because that's, that's kind of cool. You've been messing around with the 4.2 uh, apps. So if you're, on, if you're on this screen, you hit your little menu button. And this is old because it's Droid X, but so you hit the menu button. And then you hit more. And then you hit settings. And that'll take you to my lock screen. And then so now you're there. So now you hit settings again. 
And one of these, it's right here, clear caches. And then that lets you clear feed cache, clear episode image cache. So they, they just moved it into that. But see, my problem was I didn't know that once you were in settings, you could hit the setting button and get all of these. Environment info, advanced settings, clear caches, view log file. So they just moved it. No worries. It's cool. I still love it. Yeah, I, I can't find it on this version. Isn't that weird? <laughs> Thanks, Fragment. I mean, choice. No, it's it's all right. So, uh, yeah, you mentioned that you were on playing with, uh, there's a package for Android 4.2 Google Apps. Uh, and we'll put a link to this in the show notes at attackingtheandroids.com. Uh, I think you're the only one of us that's messed with this so far. Uh, what do you think? This was off of Fandroid. They have the download there. For now, it may get removed. Who knows? But yeah, it's there yeah, now. Is, it's already been propagated to box.net and all that. So the big thing is uh, pinch to Zoom with an email, which is kind of cool. Um, the calendar, I think it's just a few tweaks. Uh, Photosphere, which um, the earlier leaks had some uh, issues, but this one actually works. Nice. And I'm actually impressed with Photosphere in the sense that um, I think I have to do this in a real setting. I, um, I did it where I'm like leaning back and changing my angles, but um, yeah. And we mentioned last week that if if you upload a Photosphere to Google Plus, it's not just a picture; it's like a Photosphere, so you can play with it. And just today, I saw someone uploaded one from the Great Wall of China. So if you want to see like what Photosphere is really capable of, these are really cool test runs of it. Like they, you see the Great Wall; it's. I don't want to say it's like you're there because nothing is really like you're there yet until I can smell the Chinese food and feel the, the wind in my hair, you know, but it looks really cool. It, I can't wait to mess with it for sure. Yeah. I'll, I'll and, um, so I played around with it before and I'm actually, so I was very impressed with how, how the interface, once I figured it out, cause I'm, uh, it has these little dots that tell you, so it has like a like a bullseye, and then it projects dots into your field of view until you line it up with the dot, and then it takes a picture. So with Panorama, you kind of have to, at least the old version. I haven't tried it since they updated it. You kind of just have to move slowly and hope it, you know, and you know, tell you for doing it right. Um, but I think it's pretty cool, and I think you're going to see some really interesting stuff on. Google Plus, um, people doing all sorts of cool photos. Well, and then couple that with Google Glass. Like, how much easier would a photosphere be to make if you were just wearing it and looking and then looking and moving your head? I don't know. That seems like a really, that seems like a lot better or a lot cooler of a use case than than holding your phone up. Because, like, me and Shane were talking about this before the show. When you do a panoramic, it, it's not like you're there that long. You can kind of get it on a fast phone. What takes the most time is after you capture is when it stitches. But to create a photosphere, you're going to be taking a picture for like a minute or maybe not a minute. But, you know, it takes it a few to get everything. So it, it's it kind of takes away the whole – and maybe you're not using photosphere to t- just take quick pictures, but you're getting like an actual – piece of scenery captured but i don't know it seems like it would be a lot better with with a google glass type interface rather than having to hold something to to capture it yeah i think you're i think you're dead right that it's gonna be easier with google glass we're just a year and a half two years from that do you think that that was part of their driving force in making photosphere or was this just something cool they thought and google glass might just be an added bonus to it do you think think, they kind of envisioned they had the technology for street view and their new technology that they use for Google Street View inside, where you can go into places and look around. That's pretty cool, for sure. Yeah, it, right. So I, I'm noticing even places like in Kansas City, where you can go into bars and look around and, uh, you know, 3D view. I think doesn't Google... that remove the need to go and case out a place? <laughs> I mean, if you're... <laughs> I, I'm actually, just at home actually, casing I, out I this place, think of that. like checking. I just think like Ocean's Eleven, or you know, one of those stupid where they're like doing survey. Like you would just here's the layout, here's the AutoCAD. Here, let's go. <laughs> actually, you got your point. There will definitely be thieves who will use Photosphere to uh, plan heights because they can go in there, look like a tourist, take a picture, and then they can project. You know, they can. That's a good 3D point. map it like in uh, the new Total Recall where they shoot the 
and the it maps everything. I don't know. That was cool. You know, I just that's watched probably that. the next thing that Google will do is take multiple photospheres from different angles. Whoa! And then virtual photosphere reality. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna see it. I also find it funny that like three weeks after iOS releases Panorama. Google says, okay, you want to do 180? We're going to do 360. Boom. Oh, and by the way, how's maps? (laughs) Still not get that sorted out yet? Almost? Working on it? Okay. So so I'll tell you what I'm going to use Photosphere for. I'm going to use it so that I can take pictures of my house and backyard and uh, send it to my parents on Google Plus so I can get a feel for my house. What does this do for realtors? For reality? For I mean, it, it seems like Change. this could be really applicable to a lot of different things like that. It, the first, the realtors who get on board early and get their Google Plus pages going, because uh, you can, you know, you can hook your local uh, Google local Google local page with your page and to your Plus page, yeah, yeah, on Google yeah. Places and that, yeah. I think it'd be pretty cool. You say, all right, you just go in a couple of houses and you look around. I mean, well, and even even think of it this way. When I went to that Ibogaine place, like all, all of these resorts and, and places like that, they have like these 3D panoramic tours of sorts. And remember back in the day, people tried to do this and it was really cheesy. And it kind of worked, but you could see the stitch. It was It was just a mess. This almost seems like a really out-of-the-box, easy way to create something like that, throw it on a Google Plus page, and then embed it or link it or whatever, and you're good. It definitely lowers the bar, and if you have a a phone with a good camera, unlike the Galaxy Nexus... I like um, the Galaxy Nexus camera. Screw you. I, I like the speed, but it's not doesn't take great pictures. It, mine like, does. Have you seen my pictures? Google yeah, but I don't see take any low light pictures with it. There's a reason for that. <laughs> <laughs> so I think photo, I had uh, Photosphere is pretty cool. I thought it was a little gimmicky, but um, there's a lot of uses for it. Can I tell and, you? But, did Did you guys see on my Facebook today the picture of my leg? I got bit by a dog today at work. I would have loved to Photosphere that. What kind of dog? It was a pit bull. No, I'm kidding. My girlfriend has a pit bull, and she's like, it wasn't a pit bull, was it? I was like, no, actually, and I made a point to say that, that it was not a pit bull. It was just some mutt. Just, and the weird thing is this dog, like, always barks at me when I'm there, but today he got, like, extra close to me, and I didn't think anything of it, and he nipped at my butt and ripped my pants, which is awesome, and then I was like, I looked at him, I was like, yeah, and then he did it again and tore right into my leg. <laughs> it was great. Thank yeah, you. it's just you know, dachshunds are the dog most likely to bite you. It was um, really. I always thought blue healers because I always get snapped at by blue healers, but then they're nice. You have to assert dominance and assert yourself <laughs> as the alpha. Once you do that, it's all good. Clearly, here the cat is the alpha, as I see probably at Joey's house now. Also, where's yeah, yeah, probably. Shoes. Joey, do you have any any thoughts on this at all? Anything we've been talking about? You've been kind of quiet back there. I don't have Android four, so I don't really have any way. Of... Are you intrigued by the technology at all? Do you do you see? It, it could you do a cool photosphere of the inside of a computer tower and or I don't know, like, is there anything cool that you would want to use this for? I mean, as a photographer, this is like the first time I've seen something that. Um, is more easily done on the phone than done with an SLR. That's a good point, right? Uh, That's not something that that you could... Yeah, I mean, I can stitch photos together. I've got programs to do that. But now, Um, what does that do for what we saw, that that Nikon? We know that was a, a crappy version of Android on a crappy camera, but what if... You know, four point one, four point two. You know, there you go. Yeah. If you put Photosphere on a real camera and then add to that, what else can you do? What else can we do in process to make this camera do more and then offer a place to post it so more people get on Google Plus? I, I don't know. That it seems like it's it's all coming together. It's pretty neat. Yeah, it, it, we're definitely looking at this. Uh, I, I, well, it's, it's ironic. I was reading an article about um, the KDE, uh, the uh, K desktop environment and the software group behind it, and they were talking an awful lot about this Internet of Things where you buy uh, de- devices to do a specific purpose. I've been hearing that phrase more and more lately, and I don't, it's yeah. probably because we all listen to the same shows, but it, I've been hearing it more and more. Yeah. It's an and, interesting and I mean, concept. 
it, oh yeah, and it struck me as as being probably the way things are headed, where you 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 don't buy the the PC that does everything for you. You buy individual devices that do parts of everything for you, and when you put them all together, you have a greater whole. And you hope that this all of these parts are run by one central thing, I guess, that is supplying the computing power, because you want these to be light. You want them to not suck power out of the battery like there's no tomorrow. So, like console, we're going back to mainframes and consoles, almost, yep. which is interesting. Yep. It's amazing. This goes in cycles. Yeah, and- yeah. You know, I've I've been through at least two of these cycles that I can recall, uh, because when I started uh, working with people's computers professionally, it was a, a a question of how fast I can get my modem connection to dial into my works mainframe, um, and then it went back to oh never mind we're going to store everything locally on the PC and do our number crunching on the PC and then we're going to upload it to the server later. And now it's gone back to we've got everything in the cloud, uh, and the cloud really is nothing more than a big mainframe or big server that you remote into. Yep. Um, except it's done through an app instead of through a telnet client. I mean, but but it's just it, it's amazing how these things keep going around. And then in a half a dozen years, we're going to see people that have uh, ridiculous amounts of processing power sitting on their desks, and they're going to say, why am I doing this in the cloud? I can do this locally, and it'll be faster. Yeah, and right. things will swing that way. Interesting. If everybody had fiber, like that we're going to have in Kansas City, um, you'd be able to take advantage of a lot more computing power in the cloud than you'll ever be on your desktop. But uh, that's one of those is, things where you say, if. But is it immediate, though? Like on your desktop, you're getting it, it's done, it's right there, it's immediate, it's real time. When you have to do that, aren't you, there's a delay there, isn't there? Well, I think you're more so familiar with this than I am, but it seems like there would be that delay in sending it and really, receiving. So it really depends on what you end up doing. And I, I do have a concern that things like the iPad are actually making people dumber about computers, and they don't realize all the cool things you can do with computers because all you can do with an iPad is, 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 is surf. It goes back to what we said, right? Disposable computing. That's what people are I using. I think it's more disposable computing. I think it's more it's, – because um, usually you think about disposable computing from the hardware point of view, but I'm, I'm wondering if people are thinking of – The computing they're doing is disposable. That's what I not, – yeah. not the, the devices they're on, although these are pretty disposable, right? Yeah. But it's it people. I mean, Facebook. That all that stuff is disposable computing to me. Fa- Facebook, social networking, all of that. Even if you're a brand, the brand was there long before this, it, and there but are ways those, to do it after it's gone. But it's all disposable. But here's a test. We already talked about it. You want to get the election results, right? What if what if you can get those in real time? You're never going to be able to on your local machine hit the thousands of data points needed to pull it together. Well, and that's something is, does real time dissipate when you start talking cross time zones? Cause then what's real time at that? You know, the, I don't, I don't know that that's a weird example, but I see what you're saying. Well, right. But to be able to ask being able to ask questions that required uh, running queries on multiple databases all at the same time. I mean, it's always going to be faster to like stitch a file together locally. Right or but maybe not. Maybe if you want to do a maybe if you want to take a thousand pictures. Or it depends uh, what your local hardware is and what you're using for the cloud. You know. Yeah, there. But you'll be able to tap into more computing power over a fast network. The question is, we can have in the most, most individuals going to have tasks to fill up. Right. Maybe video gaming over the network takes a completely different uh, over the gigabit. Not you wouldn't have to do things in real time, but maybe the virtual the worlds could be bigger. Maybe. Um, you know, maybe, maybe when everyone play. tosses a grenade in Shadowgun Public Beta and they all blow up at once, you don't get this wicked lag. Or like you remember in the NES days when you were playing Zelda and too many Octo Rocks got on the screen and you got that famous jitter. You know where? Do you know? You guys know what I'm talking about? Where it would lag until you cleared it. You know, it, it's like that. Pretty interesting. Do you guys know today Android turned five? An article off PC World here. And they also hit 75% of the smartphone market. So, and you're, you're probably saying, well, what Android? What what turned five? Google's Android or this? This is specifically talking about five years ago Monday, the newly formed Open Handset Alliance announced the Linux-based mobile platform. 
So that's that's the five year mark that they're counting. Uh, <clears throat> and they said 136 million devices quarter three. Android was found on three out of four smartphones shipped during third quarter this year. Three out of every four, and that's according to IDC Worldwide Quarterly Mobile Phone Tracker. And they also said 46% of tablets were Android. Right. Uh, Which I think is insane. Everybody's everybody's always asking me who buys Android tablets, and I actually wonder myself. People are buying them. They're just not using them in public. (laughs) I don't know. So that's a pretty stout, it's a sounding uh, mark. Um, and the thing about the thing about uh, iPad sales is they're often to the same people, right? Um, they're not growing their market as quickly as Android. And they said, uh, this is Ramon Lamas, research manager for mobile phones at IDC. He says, Android has been one of the primary growth engines of the smartphone market since it was launched in 2008. Uh, in every year since then, Android has effectively outpaced the market and taken market share from the competition. In addition, the combination of smartphone vendors, mobile operators, and end users who have embraced Android has driven shipment volumes higher. So, uh, and then second, of course, iOS. Third is what Windows Phone. Three point six million units shipped worldwide. Yeah, that's it's not BlackBerry, is it? Uh, where's the chart? Oh, Android, iOS, BlackBerry, then Symbian. This is a third quarter 2012 shipment volumes, and then Windows 7, then Linux, and then... Interesting. Yeah, Windows Phone's not doing too well on the phone side. Hey, just give it time. <laughs> is that well, what they keep... Over. We just need more time. Hold on. We need more time to get more developers to make more apps because apparently people do want more than just Office. No. Yes. <laughs> All right. Um. And so let's... Did did we finish talking about everything you wanted to mention about the 4.2 Google Apps package? Did we well, wrap... We made a big update to the, the, the clock for those of you who... I don't... It was almost uh, undecipherable to me at first at first glance. Um, actually, I'm probably going to find little nooks here and there that they replaced that I'm not aware of yet. So um, I don't know. When you literally on. like just installed this as we we're starting the show. So once once Shane gets a week to it to to play with it, uh, we'll give you a yeah. More I'm going to try to do some more interest some more interesting photospheres too. Yeah, that'd be cool to throw them up on your Google Plus. I mean, do we know of any other photo service that will? display photospheres yet like Flickr won't do it right or or I, I think I think you probably have to do it through Google but I, I mean most of my I can make stuff public for the show and all that yeah yeah no I'm just wondering if they're going to open that up and say hey do you guys because it would it'll almost be silly of them to do that right you want people to come here to look at these cool photospheres that all Android devices can now do well all new ones at least I want to see the Droid X try to make a photosphere. I want to see like how long it takes it to stitch it all together. It'd be awesome. I wonder what if if Google could ever get enough money together to just anybody who has an Android device now just to buy them a new one. Do you think like what would that do for if they so, just like gave me a new one and I gave them my Droid X and they apologized not, for it? <laughs> they gave me no, an apology. No, no. No, they can detect if you have a Galaxy Nexus, right? Well, obviously, I would think. Uh, so I, I just wonder if they, you know, just spend the money to get everybody on the new platform. If and, they're uh, making them, they could do like a little Amazon loss. Give us a dollar, and we'll give you a brand new Nexus device. They get every, but what? And then what would that do to their their other Android manufacturers? Well, I, I don't know. I, like so this. So I upgraded. I upgraded my wife. Or upgraded. I gave her my old S two with running TouchWiz and all that, and it's actually harder to use now than like the basic Jelly Bean from Android. Yeah, and I'm thinking I ought to hack it and root her phone just so that she knows how to use it because it's got like extra mapping software on there that I can't get rid of and. Well, and even just UI, like when I know I, I like I said, I only use two things on my Droid X, really just Beyond Pod, but. When I was messing around with it, like I find myself getting lost. I'm so used to how Jelly Bean runs that I'm like, oh yeah, I have buttons down here now. And I I was so against removing the buttons. 
because of like and and I do it happens on the Galaxy Nexus every now and then where it'll glitch and your buttons will disappear if system UI crashes. Oh, forget it. And that's when I'm like, I wish I had a physical button. But I, I guess at that point, what's a physical button? It's just going to not respond to anyway, right? So it doesn't really matter. Yeah, and I th- honestly, they look so... I don't even think about it anymore. Like, it, used to, it was a big change when they became soft buttons. Um, but now it's like second nature, anymore. right? But go from go from running something like this and then back back to an older like you'll find yourself pausing and thinking like oh what am i supposed to press and not just cuz you're waiting for the phone to catch up cuz it's old <laughs> like you really get lost in it between cm7 and cm10 i don't know man two totally different and they've they've definitely improved i mean jelly beans where it's at for sure yeah, so I just said, I'm thinking about TouchWidge. Is my wife is actually confused by TouchWidge. And so I guess since we're talking about this this kind of legacy stuff, I found an interesting article from MobileMag.com about how Android 2.3 Gingerbread is the most commonly attacked OS. This is a claim from Kaspersky Labs, and all just from the headline, it reminded me of Windows and how the old legacy Windows setups, their OS is like those are what are always getting hit because they're not patched anymore. They're not, you know, there's there's all these exploits there. So when people are out hacking, like that's your targets. And chances are there's going to be an old 98 or an old XP unpatched machine connected to some random network you want to get on, and there's your path of entry. And so Android 4. Point, or excuse me, Android 2.3 Gingerbread is kind of like the XP of of Android, where it's not getting updated anymore, and there's a ton of holes in it, right? So that's and and we still see new devices coming out with this old i don't know if our new devices coming out with gingerbread still like i mean i don't think so would anything still have two three on it that you would get like a a crappy old uh i don't know like a free android phone or are they all on four now i don't think they are there's still two three devices out there i see them on ebay and such um, and, and they're new too. They're not just knock. They're not just old ones. And so, um, what what this reminded me of is when you took an XP machine out of the box and hooked it up to the internet. How long did it take for it to get pwned if you didn't update it? So, the second you activate an Android two point three phone, how long is it going to take before it gets pwned? Yeah, you know, I think this is all crap. I think it may Percy be. Labs it is trying may- to sell money, and it's like the operating system with the largest percentage of share is getting attacked the most. Yeah. Also interesting, share. right? And I'm always suspicious by companies who are, you know, that's their job. Who create it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I noticed an article that also says that the number of malicious apps dropped. Um, but I mean, that doesn't mean anything either. I could, Right, and we read about the new security stuff in Android 4.2, but that's not going to apply to any of this this legacy stuff, the the 2.3 devices. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to see if we have the updated... Uh, yeah, Android 2.3 is running 54.2% of the, uh, of the phones still. So in there, they say, you know, if, if you're on... It, should you be worried if you're an Android 2.3 user? Of course not. Just install our anti... No. <laughs> They didn't say that, but they may as well have. But they say, you know, keep away from third-party sites and only sideload apps from trusted sources, which is a big giant duh for anybody who's, you know, been using this stuff. Uh, Pay attention to strange text asking you to download random updates and files. And he says, they say, if you do that, Android security shouldn't be an issue. Really? On the most exploited one, really? (laughs) Security isn't about the operating system, though. It's usually about social engineering. And the use, yeah. Now, the, the dirty little secret with tech pundits and people like us is we don't run antivirus because we don't do the type of things that... Um, but every now and do. then, I saw a tweet from Mark Cuban that said, sorry, guys, my Twitter got hacked. And I actually replied to it. I said, did your Twitter get hacked or did you have a crappy password? Like, it's... Or was it a video? Hey, I saw you in this video doing something nasty. Yeah. Click this. Click this right now. Yeah, Mark Cuban could probably be trolled for a million different things. Well, I know. I just thought it was funny that it's always people like that that are getting hacked and that have simple passwords or whatever. 
I haven't run antivirus in 10 years, and I've never had a virus. Yeah. As soon as Dana moved out, I took antivirus off of my computers here. Yeah, and then my wife has it on her machine because she gets files from other people who are idiots. Really, though, or um, is she clicking on stuff? No, no, we've tracked it to okay. the person. Uh, to her ex? Often says, no, no. <laughs> uh, it's someone she works, it's uh, someone she doesn't work for. He'll send word files and viruses and all sorts of crap. And, yeah. You know, and PDF files that are bad. So, you know, there's that case. Me, I, I don't I don't load that stuff in like Adobe Reader or But, but people like me and you watch this kind of stuff spread through our Facebook friends, through through the different social networks we're on. Like we'll get one from some random person and then a bunch of them will start coming. I mean, I notice that all the time. It's right. like, So like last year there was something going on on Facebook. It's like... Can you believe what Britney Spears did now, or something? Or yeah, Miley and that Cyrus came like, from. And like, like you see, you see, you see. All of a sudden, you see like your dad, yeah, or your yeah. mom, like reposting it. Yeah, it said to it. like it to three people. Otherwise, I was gonna die. <laughs> I didn't want to die. But then they they took the next step and said, "All right, people don't care about these celebrities anymore. We'll we'll, we'll target what they care about the most themselves." And yeah, so then they like, start, you, yeah, the videos are like, look what you did last night. And it's like, oh, what did I do last night? Can you believe what Romney just said? Or can you believe what Obama just Any did? Any triggers like that that are, are deeply embedded in our psychological being that, like, we're so narcissistic. We have to click on some stuff like that. We have to. And then we yeah. get bit. We get bit. I, we don't, but people get bit. Watch, I'll get one tomorrow from some random jerk listener of the show that's like, want a free Nexus 7? Click here. And I'll be like, oh, dude, I totally <laughs> want one. Uh. Uh, Eric, would you want a free Nexus Q? <laughs> Click here to verify your address. And we, we've talked about that before, about how the, you know, if you just go through your spam folder, you'll see what all the new, the new fun uh, social engineering techniques are the world's fastest paycheck it's always the three big ones right love money and 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 whatever i guess just love and money <laughs> love money and underage girls uh love, i haven't money, gotten any of those herbal yet. viagra right <laughs> yeah exactly do you need Which a job jobs are available click here two of those <laughs> so all right uh and then yeah a lot of like we've we've mentioned before like your package is is getting rerouted. Click here to. And it's always oh, a click yeah. here. Like I'm not clicking here, but people do. You didn't even so have to have order a package, and you will click that link just to be like, what? Somebody hacked into your bank account. Click on this. Uh, yeah. Account. Click here to accept the wire transfer for two point three million dollars. Click. No, and also my my wife did get caught in one of those eBay ones like five or six years ago. Uh, and it was just she was waiting for she did, bought something at eBay and then she got one of those eBay phishing ones and oh, all, yeah. all they were able to do was get her eBay password and then about two seconds later we were able to fix that um, so nothing happened uh, I don't see those as much anymore no they it's get... it, they're all on Craigslist now because my my uh, mom just recently was selling a, a bunch of like dirt bikes and snowmobile stuff on Craigslist and she I was getting calls like every other day. Is this a scam? Is this and that? And she'd explain it to me. I'd be like, yeah, probably. And, and yeah, I mean, so I'm many crazy. of them, though. So many. So there was, I don't remember what game it was. But my brother was looking for football tickets. And every single ticket that was being sold for that game was a scam. Every single one. They all come up with the same stories. I'm selling a few tickets. Oh, I... Uh, but no, I, I must I, have you wired the money to my best friend in Pakistan who sends me a check. Why do you have to be so racist, Joey? Because oh, they're no. always from there. No, actually, they were from uh, the African prince. No, these oh, are, yeah. These, do you remember are, those? I'm going to give you five mil, and you're Oh, they going, still get there. They, they still film. Oh, if you respond to like, hey, this sounds great. Just send me an ID, and then you'll get this terrible-looking ID they try to make look official. Mm. Uh, but those work. Th- there's a great story you can find it where a guy, even after he lost all his money uh, and was in Africa watching the money be ruined, he still believes the scam is real. 
But, so, Some people, though, that's more narcissism, I think. You want to believe that it's real because a, you can't believe that you would get scammed. It's like it's like Apple. If you spend this much money on something, no matter how crappy it is, you're going to say that it's awesome because you just spent a bunch of money on it, you know? Just yeah, saying, it's, Apple. No, right. Uh, no, no, it's, it's true with Apple users. They have to justify their purchases. Exactly. Right? It's validation. It's rationalization. We're, we're, we're kings at doing that. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if you said it, but the, the three th- Apple has proven now three things in 2012 will be the year that Apple admitted that their phone was too small, their iPad was too big, and Scott Forstall was doing a crappy job with iOS. <laughs> There we go. And actually, there there was a really awesome conversation about that with uh, who who was that kid that they had on Twit that they were talking about the Scott Forstall thing in the Apple and Johnny Ives and their their closed office meetings and how his team didn't like the other team and they had to have two separate meetings. Because did you did you listen to that? I forget what the kid's name is. He writes kid? for the Times. Well, older, but he sounds like a kid. He writes for they the Times. Built, yeah, built. yeah, that kid. He has great hair. Really? He sounds like a kid. <laughs> yeah. He sounds like he's our age. Yeah, he uh, your age. He may be one of those kids uh, that has gray hair at 20. I don't know. Maybe. Well, I don't know. I work old, with a kid that's younger than so. me that has gray hair, so I don't know. It's all about how stress-free life is. Yeah. Um, Shane's 52. He lives nah, a man. very stress-free life. I'd say, uh, completely aside, I've noticed the hairline of my brother changed just from having a kid. <laughs> really? I can't wait to see cute. that. That's, I'm going to see that pretty soon here in my brother, too. And uh, I can't wait. Are, are we uh, boring you, Joey, or are you just tired? Why do you think I put it on mute before I yawned? Any uh, comments on anything <laughs> we've just discussed? All right, at pick. No, Jeff. it's not you guys. It's it's me. Okay, before we do at picks, I just want to mention another thing I found, and I just found this in CM10. I don't know if it's been there or if it's the latest update, but if you go into settings, and this may just be a Galaxy Nexus thing, so this is going to apply to me and Shane. Go into settings, uh, go down. You'll see advanced right there under apps. Hit advanced. And in here, I've never been in this set. I, I didn't even know this existed. But it has all of these Galaxy Nexus things for display, color multipliers, tuning, color gamma tuning. And then there's one at the very end for GPU, and you can overclock your GPU clock speeds. It's at 307.2 as the default, but then you can kick it up. I don't know, you probably can't read the numbers there, but you can kick it up to 384 or 512. So... And yeah, the, uh, I'm, I'm running on display uh, under the color multiplier tuning. I'm going CM settings instead of the default. And it the device is a little darker, but the blues are like blue. I don't know. Like here's. That's weird. You can do, you can do certain things like with the uh, developer. You can like show touches. Yeah, that's in the developer options. This is just in this advanced setting. It's not developer options. It's just well, that's cool. It's just if I get advanced. CM10 to work right on my phone, I did try. Yeah, it has color gamma tuning, and I I just set all this to the CM setting, and it makes I don't I don't know. It's hard to if you don't remember how light my phone was before. Like everything is much darker, and the blues I really notice it in the settings icons. Like the blues are just super blue on this, and usually you don't see that on these screen i don't know they how do the green. greens look <clears throat> the greens look very green i mean the only green i have on the screen are the numbers for my watchdog uh, widget but i don't know the, and this well, if this is going to be hard to see you have to actually see it for yourself not through a camera but like the colors just seem really way more alive now with that but it's a little darker everything's a little darker but you can adjust anything or just go with their settings so check that out if you're on cm10 nightlies or the m uh monthlies uh, for the galaxy nexus i don't i didn't see this for my prime so i don't this is the only other device i have cm10 running on so i it may just be a galaxy nexus thing but i i'm not sure but it is pretty cool so check that out in the options all right uh i think that was it right got beyond pod google now election who's winning election now (laughs) google Oh, do you guys want to talk about this? The data usage on the big four, T-Mobile, AT&T, are up. 
Verizon and Sprint down? Is that kind of interesting? I, I don't know. Is that because of the uh, the throttling they're doing? Is it the caps? Is it what, what, what do you think about this, Shane? Well, the weird thing about for Sprint is Sprint has always been unlimited. So why would usage be down on Sprint? T-Mobile has changed to unlimited, but the trend started before unlimited. Um, I I actually I, the only thing I think of is that people who, who are on Sprint maybe are coming more disinterested with their phones or just waiting to get off of it, so they're not using their phones all the time. Or is this quality of the service? If I had LTE at my house, I would not use my Wi-Fi here because I would just use the LTE. But since I don't, I'm more apt to use Wi-Fi. Do you think if people in places that have crappy LTE or just crappy 3G? are using more Wi-Fi when they can. Ever since we got LTE in town, when I go to work, I don't flip Wi-Fi on anymore because the 3G, because I'm on full LTE now. But before, I would. So I, I wonder if that has anything to do with it. Actually, it's a good point with Sprint. I don't know why the trend would be that way for... Verizon? Um, yeah. Now, it's interesting, though, the trend for T-Mobile is actually still down for the year. So the only one that's actually increased their usage is AT&T. Because they just came to Montana. Yeah, that, that could be it. The Montanas <laughs> love their look. Um, love maybe, because, maybe because AT&T is rolling out um, their, their, their LTA, but they're getting more people to use it. Maybe Sprint is... Maybe, maybe you got a good point there. Maybe it's so bad that people have decided to just not use it. Yeah, because you know how frustrating that is. Like, you'll, I'll, I would walk a block to a good Wi-Fi spot rather than deal with, you know, really spotty 3G. It's just, it's one of the most frustrating things to be trying to do something on your phone real quick and it not doing it. And you're just like, Ugh. it's aggravating. Yeah, and the other thing Sarko pointed out was that maybe the Verizon phone, maybe phones are getting smarter at switching to Wi-Fi um when they can auto though like if don't you tell your phone to switch not the other way around or could it be that there are just more wi-fi access points running around could be right that's always an increasing trend though you would think i don't know that's interesting it's interesting to think about what I mean, different use cases, different carriers, different devices on different carriers, maybe different uh overlays that have some back-end system stuff that are throttling. I mean, who knows? It, it could it be could, anything. And it could simply be that just for whatever reason, uh, more people are going off of Wi-Fi or going on to Wi-Fi from those other carriers. It, right. it just could right. be. Well, and that was my first thought. That As soon as I saw that, that was my, my first thought was that it's because of these throttling and caps. And sure, I'll just use Wi-Fi and just not even deal with it. But yeah, I, I don't know. All right, uh, let's do some app picks and let's get the heck out of here. Uh, Joey, give us a fun, <laughs> a fun toy. Okay, fun toy for this week: uh, drag racing bike edition. Uh, yes, I said yet another vehicle-based game. Yes, I know I'm stuck in a trend. You're on a roll. Anyway, it's not um, a trend; it's a roll. But anyway, so here is one of the opening screens of uh, Drag Racing Bike Edition. This is my level 5 motorcycle, and I have been tweaking it uh, since I started playing this. Um, Let's see. And basically what you do is you you go into a race, and you drag race your bike. You set the throttle, and you shift the gears when you're supposed to shift the gears, and whoever gets to the end first wins. Really that simple. Uh, fun to play, very addictive, freebie in the App Store. Right on. Drag Racing Bike Edition. Thank you, Joey. Uh, Shane, what do you got for us this week? All right, so this is this interesting one. Uh, I don't know why it took me so long to figure this out, but Amazon Mobile is a great app, especially this time of year when you, you're going to be doing shopping and all that. Um, but one of the big complaints us Nexus 7 users had was you couldn't get it through the Play Store. It says none available. But I'm not sure why I thought this, but if you install the Amazon App Store, you can install Amazon's mobile app on your Nexus 7 via the Amazon App Store. Aha. Uh-huh. 
And I don't, I have not tried it in my prime because I've been messing with that one a little bit. Um, but uh, yeah, and it works. It looks like it scales up fine. Like it, it, it works. Uh, it works good. Um, I don't know what the problem is. Um, I know Amazon is making some changes to their Amazon mobile app where they're gonna. I think they're going. I think this is leading toward finally getting Amazon Instant Video on Android. Um, but if you're using Nexus 7, if you want to do your shopping under Nexus 7 on a larger screen instead of your cramped little phone, uh, go to the Am- get the Amazon App Store on your phone and then install the Amazon mobile app, and uh, it works perfect. works great. Right on. And maybe you should mention this is different than the Amazon App Store, right? This is an actual Amazon app for buying things from Amazon, or is this? are you talking about the Amazon App Store? Uh, so the Amazon App Store is made by Android apps. The Android, the Amazon mobile app is a app to shop on their website okay, and all their various services. Right. Okay. Cool. Cool. All right. And I got this, this is something I mentioned, and and nobody when I mentioned it, nobody knew what the heck I was talking about. So I figured I would pick it this week for my app pick, ladies and gentlemen. This is going to look completely terrible on a tablet, but I give you Throttle Copter. So it's one of the most oldest, classicest games I've ever uh, played on any OS. And you just tap here. This start out as a computer game. And you just would click the mouse to hold it, to keep it floating, and then let go to drop it. And this is really hard to do backwards. But uh, maybe I should touch here. Okay. So you hold it and you float, and it, it just moves faster and faster, and you crash. But you hold and let go. Anyway, that was the game I was talking about uh, a couple weeks ago that no one knew what I was talking about. It's called Throttle Copter. It's the most simplest game. It's so fun to play, though. It's so stupid. but it's Already so- downloaded, and you're right. It is fun. It's so simple, but it gets hard. Like, you'll start flying. Oh, this was when I was talking about uh, Jetpack Joyride. I was like, it's like Throttle Copter, but way more intense graphics and cool stuff. But this was where all those games came from. I just thought you guys should see it. And I'm glad they poured it to Android. So this was my favorite game on the OG Droid. <laughs> and it's a game I, everyone was like, Matt, you always pick games that are only Tegra 3 or like, you know, you have to have a high-end device. This will play on anything. So you're welcome. Enjoy it. Throttle Copter. <laughs> All right. Who's winning the election? Who cares? All right, let's end this. Tagtheandroids.com. That's our site every week. Watch us live. Join us live. Hang out in the chat with me uh, and ask questions if you have them. We always enjoy answering questions, especially Joey, because that's what he does at his day job. So it's like, hey, I get off work and then come do this here. It's cool. Uh, Leave us a message, 406-204-4687. You can text me at 406-848-1739. Say hi. Don't call me. I won't answer. Uh, Email show at attacktheandroids.com. And like I said, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Google+, and interact with us and hey joey did you see that thread on google plus about the three things you buy at walmart to make the uh cashier look at you weird i made sure to tag you in that just so you'd see it yeah i saw that that's the best thread ever it's hard right like what three Uh, things i I think well because the two things that i thought immediately were were the two things he said not to right no "Hmm." yeah okay all right so my three i'll I'll just Um, throw it out there my three was rope denatured isopropyl alcohol and a barney christmas movie uh, i thought that was just like like hmm. but some uh, of them were uh, so funny like tampons ammo and a shovel <laughs> like what and that was a girl that's I, I don't know it's so great you guys gotta play come come hang out on google plus with us because this is the kind of fun that we have it's amazing I'm trying to think. I don't, what would you pick, Shane? Do you are, do you play these games at all? If, if you're you're at Walmart and you you buy only three things out of the whole store to get the weirdest look from the cashier, what are those three things? And you can't well, pick lube or condoms. Uh, the, is, is that actually part of the rules? That's part of the rules. Yeah. yeah, that that's what Joey said was the two things he was. Yeah. <laughs> Put I'm not sure that uh, actually in. Uh, in, in where I live, uh, and being a vegan, most of the time when I buy vegan, when I buy tofu, that gives me strange enough looks. Oh, well, there you uh, go. Uh, I have to start with tofu. Tofu, and- a rope, and some denatured <laughs> isopropyl. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> oh, awesome. oh, probably something like, um, 
me think. Strange looks. But it depends what kind of Walmart, I suppose, because some Walmarts oh, you can really get oh. food into with it, and others it's just, you know, no food. But uh, I don't know. Have the answer. Antidepressants and a case of beer. <laughs> yeah. You can't oh. buy antidepressants at Walmart. You yes, can if you, you can. have a prescription. <laughs> That's ten, well, uh, I think it's a loophole because you're buying it through the. Uh, well, yeah. In that case, I'll take some it. synthetic heroin, some synthetic methamphetamine, and then some bullets. Like, I mean, come on. Because you don't think no, 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 you don't buy. You get the prescription from a different cashier than you get the beer or the ammo, and a pack of smokes and some baseball cards. <laughs> By the way, all right, the we sm- have to end this. What? Here's another tip for our holiday shoppers. Uh, go to the checkout where they have the cigarettes because most people are, a lot of people uh, go over there just for quick smokes. The line moves quick, and uh, it's uh, it's also uh, uh, usually not that well uh, populated. People are embarrassed to buy cigarettes. At Walmart? Why are you buying uh, cigarettes at Walmart? <laughs> good prices, I guess. I don't know. I don't know if you're buying reservations as far as I'm concerned. Uh, well, yeah. Why are you embarrassed? Smoking's awesome. All right, no, guys. Not. That's we'll get you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Joey Kelly, Shane Brady, uh, I'm Matt Lee. It's been a slice. We'll uh talk to you next week. Happy votes. Bye. And I'm going to Walmart. <laughs>